Lady Ada, what is this? Hey, everybody, and welcome to Show and Tell. It's me, Lady Ada, and Mr. Lady Ada hosting again tonight. We switch it off with some folks like Noah and Pedro and JP. Thanks to them for when they host, but we're picking up. Uh, we're here at the Aidford Factory, downtown Manhattan. Uh, it's nice and quiet here. We're the only ones here. We live together, so that's why we're not wearing masks. But uh, enough about us. Pretty soon, it, we won't have to say that anymore. This is this is going to be a weird moment in yeah, time. Yeah, we're going to uh, look back and then we're going to edit and post. Yeah. we'll pretend this never happened the last two years. Um, I can't wait for for the AI yeah. robots to replace our masks with with our what they thought our faces looked like. Oh, that's yeah, that'll be weird because it'll be all the. It'll uh, be blurry. Yeah. Okay. okay well, we got some people from around the maker uh, community. We got some uh, hackers and coders and designers coming by, and they're all going to show off what they've been working on in this cold weather kicking it off with kevin from digikey hey guys cozy in his basement yeah i'm glad to hear you guys are safe and healthy and i agree with two years we're going to talk or we're not going to talk about this two years yeah, yeah. we, we are really, we didn't really handle it that well collectively <laughs> as a society so i think we're just going to kind of skip right right now we are finally in talks of going back to the office so a lot of us are very excited to right. see people again be back in the digital you have a giant building that you built too so you have plenty of room we do we it we're starting some of our first test shipments this month which is really exciting and I, i'm hoping once we kind of get things going i would love to do a live show and tell when i'm in the building and walking around the new new facility it's pretty cool yeah so what i've been working on so i'm not sure if everybody is aware of this but 2022 is digikey's 50th anniversary Oh, we've been so, playing. Uh, we saw the retro videos. We're going to play one of them tonight. The 1991, I think, uh, DigiKey video that we saw on your social media. So we're going to play it tonight on Ask an Engineer for anyone who wants to stick around and see that. But uh, yeah, congratulations. Oh, cool. on, yeah, yeah. Congratulations on the anniversary. And thank you to, to whoever decided to post up the uh, the DigiKey like video commercial from like 1991. Oh, that, that's great. I'm glad I you guys just, are sharing I it. I can just smell the carpeting. 91 or 96 <laughs> was one of the two. Oh man, that was I was a I was just a kid back then. So um, for the fiftieth anniversary, what better than recreate what started the company? So I, I'm working with a, a team of some of our engineers and our technical team, and we're going to recreate the DigiKeyer. It with, yeah. with yeah, you let us borrow that, and we did a photo oh, yeah. shoot. When Dave was here, yeah, yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna take it to the next level. I mean, it's not going to be just the DigiKeyer, but we're going to use the original DigiKeyer circ circuit. We're going to incorporate a 555 timer because it's also the 50th year of the 555 timer. So we might as well bring that in. Oh, there's the one. Yeah, I see it. And uh, so this is just a, a quick image of how we're, we're, we're going to create PCB paddles for the dits and the DAWs. Ooh, good idea. And the best of all is we're going to, tweet. Have, we're going to have this a standalone project or we're going to make it so you can add on to it. Mm. What are we going to use? We're going to use a feather. We're going to oh, add, add so a feather cool. with feather wings. We're going to have a OLED display. So when you turn it on, it'll have a splash screen. And I don't want to get into all the details. I want this to be a little no, no, exciting no, and a little surprising. Yeah. But we, we have some cool things. We want to be able to send uh, the Morse code out on Bluetooth through a phone just to make it a little more modern day. But um, I'll, I'll kind of keep you guys updated as we're working on this. Like yes. It's not a big secret, but it's something that I think this community would really love. I think it could be a secret, but also show the progress. It's still right. fun to get the re yeah. reveal. Like right. the trailers for movies. You know we, what the movie's about. We collect uh, retro hardware stuff. And I remember when we first uh, met some of the team from DigiKey, 
and we ask if we could borrow it and they're like, yeah, we only have this one and we did a photo shoot and we made yep. sure that we took good care of it. And we still have all the photos on our Flickr and um, we did a bunch of um, like cool animations with it and everything. This is a really good idea. Uh, yeah, we're, we're really excited about it. We have, like I said, a, a team of really smart people working on this and I'm sure we'll reach out to the community for help, Adafruit and Discord. Um, uh, there'll be times we'll run into snags and be like, hey, anybody know how to get through this? So we'll definitely yeah, what could be neat is they could order the boards from your board service. They could get a right. kit from the website. Um, and the, the retro DigiKey commercial that uh, we're going to play tonight on Ask an Engineer, it says, in the beginning, we uh, serviced the DIY market. And then we decided to like have, you know, do more. And it's neat because it reminds me of, you know, a little bit like Adafruit. We did kits and now we do, you know, yep. quite a bit more. So it's a, it's a neat look back in, in the history, but it's also maybe a glimpse at the future too. Yeah, I, I saw your post on Twitter 10 years ago. You had the entire Adafruit on a small, was it a, a tray or a- 16 years ago. Yeah, it was a, a was, very small- That was all of Lemoore. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. was me. I only had like one product. It was the Mini Pop kit. And then I did the Minty Boost. Yeah. That was our second product. That was her entire inventory, all of her net worth, all like- uh, It was in kitchen bags. <laughs> yeah, it was like- you had like five hundred dollars worth of of Adafruit. That was it. That was it. Yeah, the entire that's company. That's it. I just made some kits. And that's great. There's so many similarities. I mean, that's how DigiKey started. You know, the the guy created a, our founder Ron Soto created the DigiKeyer and ended up with all these extra reels of parts and cut them up and sold them off. Why not sell them? That's right. All right. Well, this I is super cool, Kevin. So um, keep us posted. Send me anything over email if you want us to cover it on the blog. Uh, yeah. As yeah, well. Will. But this is really neat. And I'll do a. Um, I'll do a post with our photos that we took at the DigiKeyer when we get to borrow it as well. Okay, yeah, great. Okay, all right. All right. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Take care. Everyone at DigiKey. Glad to see you guys are happy Thanks, and healthy. And yeah. We'll talk to you soon. All right, next up, uh, Jeff. What you got going on? Hi. You are interrupting my research on the DigiKeyer. I posted up some links on the Discord. But uh, I'm here to show you. I went a little off the rails today, and so I made a clock. Whoa, that was bad. What um, time is it? It's Jeff time. What time is it? Yeah, we're in central time here, so it's 6.37. This is made with a ESP32S2 Feather, the one with the TFT, because it's what I had, but we're not using it. And then these are little I2C displays, um, and you can hook up to eight of them up. So I mixed them up, gets the time from the network, and just shows it on That's the display. Cool. So nice. Uh, fun little project I did in Arduino, because I hadn't done Arduino with ESP32S2 yet. Oh, okay, great. All right. it's good and, uh, is this going to be available anywhere in the world for people to kick the tires on or anything um, like that? You know, I can share the, the design for this little bracket, but otherwise it's just a bunch of Adafruit parts and like 150 lines of code. So I'll put it on a gist, um, but I don't know that it's super, super exciting or anything Someone like that. Might ask. Uh, they can but, probably yeah. find you in Discord if they want to, right? Yeah, I'll, cool. I'll share it out on a gist and post the links up in Discord. All right. Thanks so much, Jeff. All right. All right. Yeah. See you around. All right, JP, what you got going on this week? Hey, yeah, so the retro marvelousness continues. Uh, I've been working on, the last couple of weeks, this uh, arcade synthesizer controller. This is a, a uh, MDF, medium density fiberboard, version of the tweaks I did to the case design. Uh, and this is the previous acrylic one that you see in the overhead. I have uh, a guide that I'm working on, so people will be able to build one of these if they want. It uses our really cool arcade uh, LED arcade button one by four stem QT boards makes the wiring a heck of a lot easier than than doing this without. Um, and one of the cool things about this is I have the audio library synth running on the Feather 
M4 in there, which is what I've shown before. But I also have our MIDI feather wing on the back of this thing. And so I've plugged it into a Game Boy I have here. And you'll notice it's running some Adafruit code. This is a, a little cartridge that Scott made a few years ago that runs CircuitPython on a cartridge. Uh, and so the MIDI is going into there and it's using the sound engine built right onto the, uh, the Game Boy here. So with the latest code, I'm using a arpeggiator library that Todd Kurt wrote called Arpy. And uh, it means I can hit a button, let it play patterns and change the root note of those patterns. I can also adjust the uh, octaves and the speed. So I'll just hit play on it. And I can switch a pattern. I feel like I've entered a battle. <laughs> the music always got a little faster, like when you're in battle mode. That's right. It, it uh, cranks it up. The Game Boy uh, MIDI sometimes can get a little uh, unhappy with spamming too many notes at it, I noticed. I'll have to see if, if Scott has any thoughts about that. Uh, but I've used it to run some MIDI synths over USB, some hardware synths over classic MIDI, as well as it's got the built-in audio. So uh, I'm real excited about it. It's a, a, a kind of a fun build. It's almost like a kit once you get, uh, get into it. This uh, little crack I have here is one of the reasons I've redesigned the case, so that won't happen. Um, and with the, the learn guide, people will be able to download those files and either cut it at a laser cutter at a makerspace or send it off to a, a service online to get them cut. And then it's a, mostly a bunch of plug and stuff together to, to build this nice big uh, controller. And I imagine someone out there could end up wanting to use it just as a regular fight stick, might make a pretty good fight stick for, uh, for music, emulator. Music games. Uh, but I also feel like there's a lot of space there. People can add more buttons if they want, or yeah. they, can, uh, they can add yeah. sliders. Three functions on the front, which is how I'm changing some stuff. But you can put knobs and sliders, lots of space on the back there. Cool. Side here has the little ports for uh, USB for the power and, and uh, recoding it and the audio out right there. And on the back, I put a couple buttons for uh, reset. That'll reset the board or go into bootloader mode and then power it off entirely oh that's nice it's always you know it's like a project always like you know it's done when there's an off button that's yes nice. right. i'll tell you what having the nice reset button was really helpful for uh for flashing firmware it's nice to be able to uh, yeah to get in there without finding a little tiny button on the microphone let's see okay cool all right i'm, I'm looking forward to the guide right. and, uh, on the show tomorrow i'll be diving into a little bit of our uh more keyboard madness with a little wordle keyboard so so come on i was just gonna it. ask what's on the show we're gonna uh show your uh parsec and then the highlight from jp's product pick of the week we do that yeah. on tuesday and then so tomorrow um you're doing a, a wordle thing yeah, I got to use the lovely little keyboard, which I'm a big fan of now. Our little, our little latest microcontroller there. The yeah. Tur turns out Wordle was made for all these keyboard stuff. It was, that it was made for it. Yep, for sure. All right, thanks, JP. Thanks, yeah, everyone. Thank you, JP. What, right. was, uh, what is happening? Oh, you're mute. We can see you, but we cannot hear you. No. Nope. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. Okay, wrong microphone selected. Okay, uh, so I thought it'd be neat to add the uh, a DualShock 4 
for the PS4 controller and be able to control things. And so I'll show you down here. So I have a little setup here and uh, I have some custom firmware called BluePad32 that's loaded on the airlift here. And that go, and then I can go ahead and oops, sync that up here. It's not working. It was working just a bit ago. No, no, you want us to come back to you? Yeah, please. Okay, right, let's go to Noon Pedro and see what they're up to. No, Pedro, let me uh, bump you over here. What's going on? Hey, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so this week we got a 3D printed prop. Uh, we've been watching a lot of uh, Star Wars The Book of Boba's new TV show on Disney Plus, so we got inspired to make the staff from the Tuscan Raiders. Um, so yeah, it's just a, a nice little, it's not little, it's kind of tall. It's made out of several pieces. They all print without any support material. And I just like the shape, it was really cool. Everything kind of screws together. And what I like about that is you can take it apart. So let's say I wanna take it somewhere, I could break it down into several pieces and then kind of take it wherever I need to or store it away if things happen, right? Um, so yeah, we talked about that on the show this morning, and folks can download and 3D print their own staff. This is great for when you're like, I want to go, you know, raid some stuff on Naboo or whatever, but <laughs> yeah, I have to take public transport and it's and too tall for fitting in the bus. And your video is coming a little choppy, so folks can watch Ask an Engineer, or they can go to our YouTube channel and they can watch it in sparkling HD. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right, folks. All right, thanks for All coming right. by, Nathan. Thanks for coming by. All right, next up, let's go to Foamy Guy, and then we're going to go. Oh, no, Melissa's back. Let's go to Melissa. Melissa good? Okay. Let's go to Melissa, then we're going to go to Foamy Guy, and then we're going to go to Liz. Melissa. Okay, back. so back to this. I just had pressed the wrong combination of buttons on the PS4 controller, but right now I have it so it's controlling oh. six different servos, and I can. it's going on six different axes because you have little uh, axes on the left Ooh. and the right triggers here. That's kind of nice because it's like those are really ergonomic controllers, and it's like that's a really hard thing to make. But now you can add it to any microcontroller project. Yeah, and it's running Circuit Python, and it's on the just on this tiny little QT Pi uh, RP2040. And which uh, that's a Sony PS4 controller. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So the, the big news is Sony already saw this video, and they've acquired Melissa for sixty-eight <laughs> billion dollars. Yeah. yeah. So they have to keep up with Microsoft. Acquiring. Well, the great thing is all this stuff was just available from Adafruit here. So you just had it. You already had it in your your apartment, probably. What had what now? You had all the parts all like in your bins because like you've used all these components for other projects. Right, right. This is really cool. You could do some neat puppeteering and stuff like that. And that controller, especially for folks who uh, play a lot of video games, they're really fast up with it. So they'd be able to do uh, a lot of interesting uh, movement with mm -hmm. it. I actually wanted to kind of build like a little robot and uh, use this as the input. And then, mm. yeah. So I wanted to see how much control I could get over this. So these were just to demonstrate like more of the different axes. I have to get better battery power because it's just using the Power Boost 1000C and it's kind of almost bottoming out there. I always think about like um, Disney's animatronics and like how they can get the next generation of like Imagineers. And to me, this would be something like it, like Imagineer in a box. Like, oh, like you want to make your own Abe Lincoln? I don't think anyone does, but you want to make your own Abe Lincoln robot? Well, here's how you would do it with the things that uh, you, you're very familiar with. 
PlayStation controllers, all the yeah. different stuff. So very cool. That's interesting. 3D it's printers. Combining mechatronics with, with remote controls because it is tough. It's like you make like, a, you know, an, an eight axis robot. It's like you're, how do you control it? Like you can't yeah. write code for it. Like humans aren't good at that. Like and then you, you could record it too and, mm. and then play it back. And so, you know, there'd be one performance that you're, you do all the movements and all the voice and then, it, you know, it stores and then it plays back. Digital, yeah. digital puppetry. Okay, cool. Right, thanks, Melissa. Nice work, Melissa. Yeah, thanks. All right, Tim, what you got going on this week? Hello. Uh, this week I have worked on this uh, Nico Cat. You can find out more about this old uh, application here on uh, Wikipedia, but I have implemented it into Display.io. So we basically just have this cute little cat. It will run around the screen. It will scratch when it gets to the edges. And if it feels like it um, in between, it will stop and sleep or stop and uh, kind of lick its paw and scratch its head. So. Uh, just some cute little display animations, and it has customizable backgrounds. And it, I did figure out that it runs on uh, multiple devices, the same code. So it's on mm -hmm. a Pi Portal, a Funhouse, and a Clue here, but it would probably work the same on anything with a built-in screen. Um, yes, so I was thinking about this because we were thinking about, um, you know, old uh, screensavers. Um, and we did do a project where we um, did animation of, of After Dark, like flying toasters in Display.io because it's really good with sprites. And then I was thinking like, oh, wait, I remember this other thing that I had that was a screensaver. It was like a screen toy and it would follow your mouse. Yeah. Um, so the cat would like chase after your mouse. And it was like an old, you know, Apple System 7, System 6 extension. But then I found out it was actually ported to a bunch of other different um, platforms. Anyway, so that's, that's where the, the inspiration came from. Yep. I, was like, I was like, oh, yeah, this is a great display I.O. project. Back, back to my, I'll recycle my joke, but back to uh, the Microsoft news. They technically own um, After Dark Berkeley Systems. I right know, now. so it's that's why it's like it's very we, um, poignant. We, we could convince them to open source it, and then we can then we could do other stuff with it. I think we could do that. Okay, Are one you? more thing. So, for me, guy, if you have if there's a cursor control support on the board, like for the touch screen, you should be able to have it follow your your finger. Ooh, yeah, we can do that. You have, have to do that. Nice. That's that's the thing. That's nice. You know? Have it. Yeah, we can do that. Touch a point, and I then think it will, you can do uh, that. I really oh, like this promise that was made a long time ago. Write once, run anywhere. You know, Java used it a bunch of. We all fell for it because it was like it's like yeah, good idea. Uh, but it looks like this is, is is actually here, and you did it. Yep, yep. This is the exact same code on all three, uh, with the one difference is just the background color. So yeah, yeah. yeah the one thing that's really funny is it really was that slow too. Because it looks look at the animation slow. It was that slow on a computer. It was not a very fast animation. <laughs> Yeah, I figured we, I would try to find a YouTube video of it. I never did track one down, but I figured it would be kind of that retro uh, frame by frame animation. Yeah. yeah, it was a little bit like you, you yeah. can pop this in a little 3D printed uh, computer and it would look like it's just a miniature computer. It looks really, I mean, you, what you have to do is you have to get like an old Mac emulator and and boot it up with the, it's a lot of work. I don't think it's worth it. This looks, this looks basically yeah, the same. Yeah, this is fine. Well, yeah, guide coming soon. All right. All right. Thanks, Thanks so much. Guy. Yep. All Thanks. Right. Foamy guy's cat. <laughs> All right, Liz, place out. Maybe literally. Maybe. Uh, I love that cat. Uh, so I'm working on this uh, VU meter with uh, Nayan Pedro. So I'll be coming soon. It's a CircuitPython, uh, PDM oh, mic, and then a strip of NeoPixels. And I've got the colors so that it's like a traditional VU meter. Um, yeah. But you could change it up to be any colors you want. Um, and then the other thing that I started working on is this uh, cutie pie is running CircuitPython. And it's sending two, alternating between two MIDI notes and sending it out over UART to this feather that's running Arduino to receive the MIDI input. And then when it receives a specific note, it'll play a tone that 
syncs up with that. The reason why I was experimenting with that is I want to have the Oscatone scout take in MIDI to get like sequences and stuff. And I want to use CircuitPython to basically make it like a USB MIDI input device. Mm. Um, so that was the first kind of test with that. So, All right. Yeah. This looks cool. You could also do uh, red for the LED colors and it would look like um, Knight Rider. There's probably yes. some other, yeah, there's probably some other effects that are just like. With NeoPix, it could be any color it, you want. It could be any color you want. Um, but there's but there's lots of robots that when they talk, you know. It, yeah, it, it yeah. Does they, the maybe, there was the, um, remember that robot? What was the name of the, with the mouth that would sing? Like Tosky Town or something? Mm -hmm. I'm like, see, Oscar Town. Sometimes it's, it's making my brain confused. But there was like a, a speaking mouth. Matrix. It's not Dr. Theopolis. No, no, it was like a. I just wanted it to say was that. like from um, like 10 years ago. It was like a product you could buy. Yeah. I'll look it up. It wasn't 2XL. No, no, no. Like it was modern. It was by the Nabaztag people. But I can't remember the top of the name. I have a Wi Fi. I have one of the Wi Fi rabbits over there. Yeah, it was the same company, but I can't remember the name. Yeah. I'll think of it in okay. my comments. Anyways. All right, Liz. Well, good to see you. Good to see you too. All right. All right. Thanks so much. That is show and tell tonight. Thank you, everybody. We're here every single week in some way, shape, or form, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time every Wednesday night. Thank you so much for making this the best, you know, 22 minutes or so, uh, 28 minutes, sometimes 30 minutes, sometimes even more every single week. And uh, we'll see everybody next week. Ask an Engineer starts in a few minutes. We'll see everybody then, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you in five minutes.